All right, podcast here. You're listening, right? It's Howard Stern here. And I got to tell you, I mean, Robin, I'm not really into podcasts. Well, that's like all those people who used to be on cable access. Yeah. They thought they were They were on television. TV. <laughs> they would pay a company to put my TV. Hey, look, I'm on TV. No, you're not on TV. I mean, yeah, you're on TV, but nobody gives a shit about you. <laughs> but Trenton Waves, it's not a podcast. This is a freaking experience. Frank and Christina Sasso are the best. The best thing since Transcendental Meditation. <laughs> the good people of Trenton deserve way better representation. Four members of the council are breaking the law. That's our daily situation. We don't need these people at the top who are only out for themselves. If the people of Trenton won't act now, our town will be a living hell. Focus only on the positives here at Trenton Waves. Can we ask you all to describe your dream city today? My dream Trenton would be without Kathy McBride and Robin Vaughn, without Santiago Rodriguez and Sonia Wilkins, that's for sure. We won't let them ever defeat us. Your Trenton Waves with Frank and Christina. It's the official, unofficial podcast of the city of Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. With your host, Frank Ferocious Sasso. Trent still makes and the world still takes. And Christina Firestarter Sasso. Trenton is Mayberry with attitude. Hang tight, because we're going to meet the lifeblood behind the culture, food, arts, music, pork roll, punk rock, hair, books, education, talent, events, Of Trenton, New Jersey. Here's Frank and Christina. We're still doing it. We're still doing the candidate episodes. I know. We and have, it's very exciting, I gotta say. We have a special guest today. A very special guest. Yes. But before we get into that. Yes, yes, yes. We have to do the rundown. Okay, do the rundown. We've learned so far. Gotcha. A couple of things that I never knew council did. Mm-hmm. I never knew about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to know about this stuff. I didn't really care. Just because, you know, let, you. The, let the city run, <coughs> do its thing. You know, who knew we as residents have to like, uh, you okay over there? <laughs> who knew like we as residents would have to like be on top of this stuff. But so far we have learned about the power of the clerk. Yes. Who knew the clerk had so much power? I just I thought know. it was a guy with like a visor. Yeah. Like shuffling papers around. Right. A lot of power in the clerk's I position. Know. That's right. I know. We learned about zero-based budgeting. Yes. We learned about how all spending goes directly through the council. Right. We learned that all meetings, like with contractors or developers, have to take place at City Hall. Should take place. Well, they should. Well, they should. They should. Absolutely. And For with the department heads that yeah. govern it. Well, yeah. isn't that right up there with have to? No. No, it's not. No, because so they don't it necessarily hasn't. have to? <laughs> because it hasn't. Oh, this is, because it hasn't. This is right. That's why right. like, so they should take yes. place at City Hall. So there's transparency. Council members should be familiar with public contract law. Lastly, the one that we just found out about last week right. with Jossie Edwards mm-hmm. was council should not be doing executive sessions during a meeting. Right. They should not be breaking for an executive session. Right. And keeping it, the public waiting. Yeah. Yes. Ridiculous. Right. right. Okay. Okay. With that being said, we have, if you haven't already noticed, the badass former city <laughs> councilwoman of the West Ward, <laughs> Miss Annette Latigue. Yay. She loves it. Hello, Annette. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Glad to see you in one piece. It's 
good to see the sassos. Oh, yeah. we love you. It's good to see you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You changed your hair. It looks good. What? I said it right this time. You did not. No, you I, didn't. You, you changed your hair. It looks good. You let him in again. I know I did. All right. You know, I give up. But he does have a key. I still understand what I said was wrong. That, well, we'll talk about wrong? it later, I don't honey. I want to talk about this. I really, I've already lost <laughs> oh, We're going to talk about it. Yeah, well, you can talk. I'm, I have to listen. Okay. Annette. In keeping with the format of the show, do you have another nugget you can drop upon podcast ears? Absolutely. What I'd like you to know is so often the thought and idea has been driven by people who shall remain nameless that they have a responsibility to fight with the chief executive who is the mayor. Mm-hmm. That's not true. And that's not how council works. There will be times when there's a disagreement. But the idea is to partner to get the business of the city done, period. So erase that thought. It's been a myth and a bad legend for a long time. And it's not true. That's not the way it should happen. Well, that seems almost like common sense in relationships across the board that if you disagree, fighting probably doesn't accomplish much. But if you talk about it and maybe can come to some kind of compromise or something like that, I mean, that just seems. Well, the other thing that's very important is understanding why folks run for office and what their agenda is coming in. Ah, right. Okay. That's important. Council was misread. Okay. Absolutely. Positively. And you can quote me on that. All right. What was it? Was that we were just, were we fooled? Were we sleeping? I think we we were sleeping. I felt like I was sleeping. I really do. You know, folk may have been lulled to sleep for whatever reasons, Mm -hmm. but there was always, obviously, another agenda. And here it is. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. visible now. Right. And it disrupted all the business of the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just want to be clear that the goal is to work together to accomplish what's best for the city and the work that has to be done and to leave your personal agendas everywhere else. Mm -hmm. So this idea of fighting to prove that you're fighting for the city, you aren't because you shut the city down. Right, you're holding everything up. You hold everybody hostage. Mm -hmm. Right. So podcasters, that's not the idea of a working council and a working mayor. Thank you. She's adorable when she addresses podcast I, I love I can't it. even correct her anymore. I'm t- I can't. I, well, wait, what, what's the it's problem It's podcastia. Now? They're not podcastiers. Well, they're people. All right, but you, you, <laughs> yeah, you're addressing the town of podcastia. <sighs> All right. Stop Thank, let me tell you. Thank God the guest that we have here today is here because yeah. uh, <laughs> he's the perfect example of order. Well, something he could help you with. Yeah. Thank you. And you know, yeah. I, I, okay. Well, let's just get to the show, okay? Yeah. We'll, me and you, we'll talk later, you we'll and I. Oh, well, he later. said we wouldn't talk. <laughs> well, I know. Okay, happen. here we go. <laughs> we have Mayor Reed Gussiora here with us today. Hello, Mayor. Hello, Frank, Christina, and Annette. Hello. It's a pleasure Hello. to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You have up to 10 minutes on the clock. You don't have to use the full 10 minutes if you don't want to, but you can't use more than 10 minutes to explain your vision for the city for the next four years when you get elected. I'm going to start the clock, and the floor is yours. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and thanks for inviting me. Four years went quickly in the city of Trenton, and there's been some successes and some letdowns, but overall, I think that this administration has still moved the ball 
There are four issues that are of prominence for this campaign and this election season, and the number one is crime. I think we have to recognize that Trenton does indeed have a crime problem, but it's not something to deter people from living here. It's still a great city, great place to live, but yet when you're out in the neighborhoods and you talk to some grandmothers that are afraid to walk to the store. I just spoke with a mom yesterday. She said she doesn't take her dog to the park. She walks him in Hamilton because she doesn't know what's going to happen out there. And that shouldn't be the case. So we have to deal with a lost younger generation, and that's not all of them. Three years ago, the Val Victorian at Trenton Central High School went to Dartmouth with an engineering degree. And despite any socioeconomic challenges, we still have our kids do indeed succeed. They succeed in sports. You see them on the Olympics. They succeed in music, and they succeed in academia. But there is a set that either drops out or does not have hope, doesn't have good guidance, and has been causing these neighborhood conflicts that result in violence. One of the things that I did was, uh, first of all, we hired 68 new officers. About uh, 10 years ago, the city had to lay off 125 officers. So we already tried to defund the police and that didn't work out too well. What we need to do is bring back the rank and file. That said, we can't arrest our way out of crime. We still have to provide alternatives. We have to find jobs. We have to try to find some hope for a lot of the lost kids. One of the things that my administration did was we were opening up the RISE Center on North Clinton Avenue. It was the old Weed and Seed building. And we refurbished it, and it's going to be an after-school haven for kids that want to come out, chill together. They could learn cooking skills. They could do their homework, computers, video games. We even have laundry machines because some of the kids are going to school and they don't have the proper facilities at home or available to wash even their clothes. They can come and they can wash their clothes and they'll have clean clothes the next day. We also need to continue with expanding our recreation programs. We refurbished 18 basketball courts in the city. You may have seen some of them. We hired 260 youth this summer, gave them summer jobs, and oftentimes these are the first jobs and the first leg up. We need to increase after-school programming so kids have a better chance of uh, succeeding in the city and being able to compete with the kids in the suburbs. We also have water issues. As you know, we celebrated yesterday that we entered a partnership with the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, and that was because council just simply did not do their job on water. We're stewards of a water system that service five municipalities. We have to replace lead service lines. We have to do things like change valves and filters and the like, and some of these uh, council actually voted down. We're also under orders to replace the reservoir. The water's intake is coming in from the Delaware, gets filtered at the filtration plant and stored at the water reservoir. Well, it's no longer really good to have one site for all your water storage. And because of the exposure, we're having more and more algae problems. And that's where midges showed up this last summer. So what we'd like to do is have water storage system throughout the five municipalities. So if one storage tank goes down, we'll have others that will step up to its place, but it will be able to keep clean water before it goes into your homes. Well, council was giving us a hard time of making that switch and has slowed the progress there. So we have to continue to make investments in our water system and we have to demonstrate to the five municipalities, including Trenton, 
and that we're serious about water quality. One of the things that we did stop is a lot of the water quality violations that we're receiving regularly. We also hired 70 employees. And in order for these employees to advance, they need certifications. They had a choice of going to North or South Jersey for those classes. Well, we partnered with Mercer County College to have the classes actually at the filtration center. And we've graduated about two dozen water employees so that they could advance in the water department and make sure that our utility was offering a clean product. We also have to continue economic development. We had 1,000 properties on our inventory that were either abandoned, lost through foreclosure, tax liens, and the like. We took down 300 houses, but we probably have to take another 300 down. We can also refurbish the remaining houses. We had a program a few years back called homesteading where we would offer the properties away for a dollar. The problem is when once the person went in the house, they realized they needed a hundred to 200,000 to fix the house up and then they turn the keys back to the city. We're actually doing the refurbishing and the rehabilitation. We're working with local contractors. We have a woman that's been celebrated and she's been in council. Her name's Vanessa Sullivan. She has three kids. She's living in Donnelly Homes. We found a house for her on North Clinton. We're hiring a contractor to refurbish her house and then we're gonna give her the keys and she's gonna be able to move in. And one of the things that she had to demonstrate is that she had a job, she's capable of making payments. She's now going to pay property taxes. She's going to pay utility bills. So this is almost like an economic empowerment for persons that normally would live in public housing now can find home ownership. So we're really excited about that program. Vanessa is the first house we're doing, and we already have about two dozen people lined up ready to go once the program we get the kinks out of. And then finally, education. Education is decided by the school board, and the mayor does appoint the school board, but all those appointments, they're qualified. They have some expertise in education. I know council wants school board meetings run like they run their council meetings. I don't think we should have politics in education. So I hope everyone votes no on the referendum of whether to move to an elected school board or not. And we have to do things to assist the school to make sure that it's successful. They have their separate budget, separate funding. City gives the school system $24 million a year. Council actually tried to block that $24 million. Council president said she was against charter schools. We have 3,000 students in our charter schools. A couple of them are doing really well, like Foundation Academy and Village Charter School. And if we got rid of the charter schools, we'd have to reabsorb 3,000 kids back into our school system. We did open up five new schools, and that was to get student-teacher ratio down. For instance, Dunn Middle School had 950 students. Today, they're down to 600 because we opened up new schools. So we're really excited about that. We have to still make sure that we're getting qualified teachers teachers in there, but education is very important and part of our success. Finally, health is also important. We just opened up a neighborhood health center. We administered over 186,000 vaccine shots. We're the second highest urban area in New Jersey for vaccination rates. We worked really hard. We delivered vaccines to homes. We went to bodegas, partnered with churches, administered them in schools. And so we're really proud that we fought the pandemic together. I will now return my 19 seconds back. Wow. Then. 19 seconds. Look at that. <laughs> wow. These 19 seconds on the table. You can go to the Who store. said you were a politician? <laughs> but very good issues. Very di- good yeah. discussion about the issues yes. impacting yes. charting. I have a quick question. I just want to start off with, I don't want to forget to ask it. The Trenton Waterworks. Yes. The DEP took sort of control of that. Does that mean that the city loses a source of revenue or no? 
No, we have, in spite of all our challenges, we have an $11 million revenue this year that we generated. So the water company makes money, and I defy you to look at American Water or other privatized water systems. Our rates are competitive, and we still deliver a quality product. We have bumps in the road and a lot of hiccups, but I think it's well worth keeping. Now, had Council approved all of the system upgrades, including we need a new roof on the filtration center. We need an HVAC system. We require employees to work in heat conditions, getting copper tubing and replacing lead service lines. We replaced 10,000 lead service lines in the system. We need to replace another 10,000. Council voted that down. That was a shame. DEP now is going to come in as a partner and they're going to be able to make the final decisions. Mm. Part of their order said that council must cooperate with the DEP. So in their expertise, if they determine that we need to do something, if we need to buy a chemical, if we need to change some plumbing, then we should do it. This will take away the bickering and the politics mm-hmm. out of water. My wife and I are restoring a house right now and Something I never realized, they're not even using copper much, really. And they're using this stuff called PEX, which is freeze-resistant, and it's basically like plastic, and it's so much cheaper and actually better. But that's inside the house, I think. That's inside the house. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. I have that tubing in my house Mm -hmm. as well now. Mm -hmm. And that was to replace some lead pipes that were inside. I have an old home that was built in 1931. And there's plenty of old houses, historic houses Mm -hmm. in, in the city. Yes, the big problem is the connector pipe from the water main in the middle of the street mm-hmm. to your house. Right. Mm-hmm. And depending on how far your house sits back, it's between 1000 and 5000 to replace that pipe. Right. We're doing it right now officially for a flat fee of $1,000 per house. Right. Wow. But because of the infrastructure money, we hope that that is all going to be forgivable. Oh, wow. So if any of your listeners are in podcasting... Podcastia. I would urge them to sign up to get their pipes replaced. You would urge Uh, Podcastia to do this? Yes. Okay. I think we service Podcastia. We do. You service at least 38,000 of them. Yeah. That's that's the sixth municipality that we're not allowed to talk about. We service Podcastia. You hear that, Podcastia? I want them to start paying taxes. Yeah, Yeah, that would help. I don't know how many of the 38,000 Trentonians that that listen to the show, I don't know how many of them rent. I don't know how many of them are registered voters. I just know there's 38,000 of them. That's all I know. Right. Roughly. Yes. So you're just saying that they should hook up. I think we're hooked up with that. I think it comes out. Of, it comes into the water bill, I believe. It gets broken up. Yeah, but we haven't charged the dime to anyone yet. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're waiting for the, the end of the program, and we're. it's hopeful that with the federal dollars, mm-hmm. the infrastructure dollars, right. we will mostly... In fact, there was an announcement by Congresswoman Bonnie Watson-Coleman, Senator Menendez, and Senator Booker that they secured $5.5 million for lead service line replacement. And the next phase, we estimated about $15 million. So at least a third of it will be paid for by the federal government. And then nice. we can kick in the rest. Very cool. Annette, what do you think about this one? <laughs> hmm. Let's see. I think that, number one, we have to do a better plan of marketing the things that you spoke about. Because otherwise, they're twisted and turned in another manner. And so as much as we talk about these things, for example, celebrating the partnership with the state is important because the message otherwise is, oh, the state took over. They did not. Mm -hmm. They did not. Mm -hmm. They are partnering. So just a little bit more about that. Well, that's just it. According to the order, we will have a monitor to come in and they're going to look over our shoulders. They're going to take an assessment of the water company. All they have to do is look at all the failed resolutions, the failed bonding issues that we floated. 
And then they're going to say, that's a good idea. I think you have to fund it. And according to the order, council will have no choice but to approve it. Awesome. So it takes the politics out of it. Mm -hmm. And they're simply going to do an assessment. And we're going to do what's right for the ratepayers. They talked about Legionella. Legionella is caused by many factors, but it's really a perfect storm. And one of the things is there are 170 dead-end pipes in the system because they it's the end of the route. And that's where water tends to stagnate. And mm-hmm. if Legionella is developed, it's one of the contributing factors. Well, we're all installing flushers in these 170 pipes that will push the water back readily. Mm-hmm. So we hope to eliminate that problem in the future. Thank you. What I wanted to hear most was taking the politics out of water. Yes, mm-hmm. we need to. Out of the water to. utility, and right. that's important. And mm-hmm. if you take a look across the country, and I said this, mm-hmm. you'll find that a lot of utilities have some of the very same issues, if not more, as Trenton does. Yeah. So continuing to do the work and sharing some of the things that you've already done, can you just tell us a little bit about some of the things you've already done? quickly with Trenton Water because that's a big issue right now. Well, we've made system upgrades. The big one is the hiring of 70 workers. 95% of them are Trentonians. They were just simply water main persons and the like and people to operate the plant and to make sure that the plant was serviced. We changed filters that hadn't been changed, you know, in a long time. You know, look at your house if you ever change the filters in your faucet or anything and there's mm-hmm. some gunk yeah. builds up. Well, yeah. we had to do that. We also made it better for the water intake out of the Delaware. If you crossed uh, the Calhoun Street Bridge and you looked up and you saw some cranes, we unclogged yes. the pipes and we made it more readily available to take water in and eliminate sludge. So we've been doing the system upgrades, and I think the big one is the lead service line replacement program. We started that. I think that we owe it to the consumers, uh, even though some people would argue, well, the pipes, once it hits the curb, it becomes the homeowners. We felt that we had to replace them anyway. We're going to get to some of the good questions, but this is important because there's so much misinformation out there. Right. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to allow this time for you to set some of the records straight. Mm -hmm. So we'll get a little bit more into that. But I want to know why you want to be mayor. Well, it was lack of therapy. um, (laughs) Frank, are you listening? (laughs) Therapy is important. Um, Well, I I represented the capital city for 22 years, and I enjoyed my tenure in the legislature. I was one of the ones that fought really hard for the high school. Governor Christie wanted to take the money away from the high school, and we insisted that it be left on the table. We have a beautiful facility now. We even went a step further. The state would only pay for bricks and mortar, so we just replaced the football field with a turf field. The city paid for that, not the Board of Education, not Mm -hmm. the state, but the city did. I just think it's important. People who live in Trenton, we get it, and we love the city, Mm -hmm. and we could see its potential, particularly some of the old folks remember the heyday when Trenton was the bomb to live in. It still is. It still is. is. You know, the Roeblings walked down the streets. Lenox, China was here. A lot of factories were here. So we want to bring it back to its glory, and I think Trenton should be relevant once again. And so I love the challenge. I supported Mayor Jackson, and but when he said he was going to step down and retire, I felt it was an opportunity to step up and try my luck. And so mm-hmm. here I am. Great. And we talked about Trenton Water, and you've cleared up some of the misinformation. Let's talk a little bit about education, because mm-hmm. that's a biggie, yes. and it's important. And the partnership and who governs the school system is also important. And you touched on that just a little bit. You appoint the school board. That's right. Take us forward. Well, I should be held accountable. So the buck stops here. 
And I think it should remain in the mayor's hands because we require the mayor to appoint school board members who who know about education, who are Mm -hmm. involved in education. And we believe at the end of the day, they tried to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. If it was an elected school board, then only those stakeholders that have some kind of financial interest would be able to fund candidates. And, you know, when you run for office, anybody could run for office as long as they're elected. So I thought it was particularly ironic, the very two council people that make council meetings so dysfunctional Mm -hmm. and vitriolic want the school board to be run the same way. School board meetings are generally boring and uh, (laughs) uh, try to get things done, but they have a large responsibility. And again, we have 3,000 students that we shepherd in charter schools who want to make sure that they're still healthy too and that they're truly competitive with the school system. We want to make sure that we make the connections between our school system and the workforce out there. When we brought in Princeton Hydro, a 40-member engineering firm, and again, the kid who went to Dartmouth went for engineering. And a lot of our successful kids don't come back because there's no jobs back here. But now that Princeton Hydro, and and also they're a water engineering firm. Mm -hmm. So when we had midges, to Legionella, Mm -hmm. they came to the rescue and they're helping us uh, solve those problems. They also want to set up internships with the high school. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I told you that the government from the Isle of Jersey came over here. They want to set up a student exchange. That would be awesome. And it's a great way of learning about another government and Mm -hmm. another culture. And we want to send a couple of teachers and a handful of kids over there for a month and vice versa, they would come here. So I think it's important, while I'm not running the day-to-day operations, we're still trying to find the partnerships, trying to solve problems, and make sure that the schools run efficiently, but in the best interest of the child. What more can we do to engage parents? Because that's... 75%. 75%. If you bring your 80% and then 75%, how much is that, Frank? <sighs> Why are you asking me math <laughs> questions? He's not a math guy. Not at all. I get lost with a calculator. <laughs> how much is what, that, Frank? What would you do to further engage the parents? So let's get into the meat of some of this stuff. What would you do to further engage the parents? Yeah, we don't want parent night to be a lonely venture, and that's one of the complaints. <laughs> um <laughs> Paranoid is the loneliest venture you could ever do. Um, we, we really, and to some extent you understand because uh, some kids are being raised by their grandmothers and mm-hmm. some people are being raised by family members that have two, three jobs and they right. just can't make it into the school. That is a big challenge and I think that we should discuss that further. But we do have to figure out how we get the parents vested. There was a fight that broke out at the ninth grade academy and some of the parents took part in the outbreak. That's sending the wrong message where the parents need to understand that we want a better generation than we had before and that they should do everything they can to keep their kids in school and engaged. We have a lot of activities from sports, music, dance, you name it, clubs, chess club. It's inexcusable if your child is not engaged in one of the extracurricular activities at Mm -hmm. the schools. Mm -hmm. So we have to probably find an incentive way to get the parents more engaged, more involved in their children's schooling, and that would make a better Trentonian at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. for all um, of us. That is a very important dilemma that we all collectively need to resolve. So I'd like to make a recommendation. Oh please I'm all ears. Please consider using the technology that helped bring us through the pandemic. Let's start having some Zoom meetings with these mm. parents who are not available because they're working. 
and or engaged in other things. I know that in order for us to be successful, we have to give them every opportunity to participate so that the kids succeed. So if we would consider that venture using the technology to help bring us through the pandemic, because Mm -hmm. we can then Zoom them if they're working 3 to 11, we can Zoom them in the morning after they drop their kids off to school or send them to school before they go down to rest to prepare for their work evening. The other thing that we can do is we have a large immigrant population, and Trenton has always had a large immigrant population, and language barriers are there. A lot of the parents, since they're resident aliens, don't like to come in any contact with uh, any kind of government. But this would be an opportunity to teach them English skills and their child at the same time. I'll never forget, I was in one of the schools, and a mother brought her 13-year-old for the first time from Honduras, and he had no formal education. So not only did he have to catch up to a 13-year-old's education level, but had to learn English. Wow. So that's kind of a challenge. And then the mother didn't spoke no English as well. Not that I could do any better, but... Um, <laughs> she spoke no English as well. Well, like we want that. all of our kids that's to That's why I love better. him so much. I really um, do. In English. Um, but this would be an opportunity to bring in the parents to offer them a venue to learn English skills, but also at the same time together. There was a program that started out in Israel. It's called the Hippie Program, and you could look it up. They look at parents of limited means that had dropped out of school, and they educate the child and the parents at the same time. Oh, wow. And so they both learn. They what both a great do, idea. Uh, that yeah. is cool. They both do homework together, mm-hmm. and it's a way of bonding yeah, yeah. Uh, parent mm-hmm. and child. So that's something that we should really look at mm-hmm. for next I appreciate year. that. I'd mm-hmm. like us to become leaders in creating opportunities for people to succeed yeah. mm-hmm. beyond the obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, Mayor, I had to clean my glasses so I could hear better. <laughs> I'd like to know what you intend to do if reelected to re-engage a new council in a better partnership. What role are you going to play to ensure that the council is well-informed and well-connected to the opportunity for a real partnership? And when there is a disagreement, this is a long question, how are you going to resolve it? Well, everyone has learned lessons, and I even learned lessons about what I would do differently, even with the same bunch. And we no, finally no, found no, out. Mayor, that's yeah. not, no. No, I, can, I just, can I just build it up? <laughs> Let him build. And You took a long time asking that question. Oh, Give him a second. No, it's a great question, and I want to get there, but I have to take the A train. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> that's a long uh, ride. There's a couple of council people that, lo and behold, they decided to run for mayor. And I think at the beginning, they had a design to, that was, in fact, the agenda. That yes. was the agenda. Coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. That said, this mayor, myself, should work with council from day one. We know that sunshine laws prevent me from talking to any more than four council persons at a time. I'd like to rotate in shifts of three, have weekly meetings with the council people. But it's also important that council have the education tools to learn economic development skills, to learn just governance skills. That's something that didn't happen here. A month ago, there were some council people that were talking about economic development, and I know the council president decided to create her own authority, although she had voted against Prince Tell and every other Mm. economic development project that she could. They really need to know the process, and I actually talked to Division of Community Affairs, which oversees the government, the Trenton City, 
about assisting us in setting up, bringing some experts in to have these seminars. You could even make them public so that the public could learn about economic development themselves. Learn about that we have a thousand houses on the inventory. Learn about how we have to foreclose on some properties. Even if people walked away and we own the house for 20 years, we still have to foreclose on that house. Mm-hmm. And just learn how economic development works. And I think that that's really important. The water, take a field trip to the filtration plant to see how the importance of reinvesting into the water department, because we own it. If you own a car, you have to service your car all the mm-hmm. time. Otherwise, right. it will run into the ground really quick. So we have to give the council the tools so that they can come up to speed. The mayor should not be the smartest person in the room. Not that I've ever claimed to be, but we should be equal partners. And that's how government was designed to be checks and balance on each other. But we should all be at the same skill levels from day one. And so that being said, the redevelopment authority is the council. The entity. That's right. So we're going to get, that's what I want you to get into. Yes, yes. They are the entity. They are the redevelopment authority. No, they're the entity. The entity. Redevelopment entity. Authority. Yeah, no, the redevelopment authority would be something else. That would be like a water utility. New Brunswick has an economic development authority. Newark has an economic development authority. Jersey City has an economic development authority. Everybody else calls council the entity. And this is the sole function of the entity is to say yes or no, we like this project. This is what I need you to explain because they've always been deemed the entity. That hasn't changed. The Redevelopment Authority entity. They were the entity from day one. They're still the entity, but they think they are the authority because they passed a ordinance that I didn't even bother vetoing because it's unconstitutional, that they would solely make all economic development decisions. That's That's what authority does. And that's not their role. And also, think about it. They're proposing the economic development projects that they will then vote on. Right. Right. And there's yeah. no checks okay. and balance this there is what if you I take the mayor that. out All of right. there. That's it. All right. yeah. That's important because yeah. a lot of people are under the impression, misinformation, Yes. That it is their role to make all decisions regarding the redevelopment. It is not. And you know from being a former councilwoman, each council person has one aide. I think they're paying $2,500 a year. So that's council staff. Juxtapose that Mm -hmm. with the administration's housing and economic development department. We have planners, we have engineers, we have lawyers. So we have the skill set to negotiate the deal. But ultimately, the economic entity says yes or no. We like that project. So I need you to make clear what a conflict it is for the council to try to assume the full authority of redevelopment. Mm. I need you to bring that in. Yeah, right now, council person A has a cousin that owns a landscaping business. And so then I'm going to bring that developer in, propose a project for the city, and then I'm going to turn around and vote on whether... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that person will get crazy. the contract. That's obviously well. That's what they. That's what they set up. Oh, they de- oh. they decided to be the economic development authority, and you could create one, but it's not council. It should be made up of right. independent right. people that sit a third wheel of government mm-hmm. to right. make all those decisions. Right. And then if there has to be contract approved, uh, then it would go to council. So you could still cut the mayor out. The mayor's job now would be funnel projects to the Economic Development Authority. But council passed an ordinance creating them as the Economic oh, Development Authority. I said to one council person, so how many projects did you bring to the city so far as the Economic Development Authority? None. 
<laughs> well, not only is it unconstitutional, but I think it's important for Podcastia Community Trenton to understand the misinformation that has been funneled out. Right. So, mm-hmm. Mayor, you have to have a plan if reelected to ensure good information and a partnership with an incoming council. Absolutely. And if it's council's desire to still create an economic development authority, that's fine, but it can't be council itself. We're too small to have an, we're not Jersey City. Mm -hmm. We're not New Brunswick with Rutgers and J&J where it's good because the mayor has to do all his stuff and then you just leave all those decisions to an authority. So we could still do it all, but if it's their desire to create a new agency, which would have to be funded with planners, engineers, lawyers, so that's going to cost taxpayer dollars. I think it just needs to go back to the way it is. Now, the other thing is that council doesn't even consult with our economic development office. The experts. The experts. Mm-hmm. Because they want to hire their own experts. They mm-hmm. cannot hire and approve. No. The courts yeah. would certainly have to step in and ensure that they're... Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we haven't... Well, uh, luckily, they haven't had any light bulbs go off so far. <laughs> no uh, projects. Well, I don't think the light bulbs are even on. <laughs> sir. <laughs> keeps going off. Sir. Why are you stirring me all of a sudden? It's her... Stop it. It's her... her That's right. Her time. Very good. Yeah. It's important for people to understand that. Yeah, and there's one other thing, and I, I'm not trying to cut you off or anything, but it's an interesting discussion. It's this whole concept of pilots, and I'm sure you've operated with them. First of all, one of the council persons likes to say, Jersey City did away with pilots. The way Jersey City attracted developers to redevelop the waterfront and build all those towers, they said to a developer, come in and you won't have to pay dollar for dollar on property taxes. You will pay payment in lieu of property taxes, mm-hmm. a pilot. And we'll give it to you for 20 years and a developer will say, done, because I could use that projected money to build this development gotcha. mm-hmm. and make a profit because they're in for the profit. Mm-hmm. This council from day one has been hostile on pilots and every single developer who comes in, they go, all right, where do, when do we negotiate the pilot? And I'm like, well, who's going to tell them? <laughs> council has voted down every pilot. In fact, Brunswick Village up on Brunswick by the hospital, it's a mm-hmm. really nice community. town community, mm-hmm. was attracting a new owner. The purchaser wanted just the transfer of the pilot because you can get a pilot for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So you'll get a break on your property taxes for 30 years. Wow. And they're saying, look, we will renovate these apartments. We'll bring them up to date. But you got to give us something. We can't pay dollar for dollar on property taxes. So the residents of Brunswick Village win because they're getting all a makeover. And the new owners win because now they can charge good rates or, you know, the same but still make a profit. Council voted it down. And so now the current owners of Brunswick Village, what's the chances are they're going to do any renovations? Because they can't get out of what they want to sell that property now. Right. I think it's important that there be some balance with pilots. Yes, yes. I do. And we want to get to the point where we're Jersey City, where Mayor Phillips says we're not offering any more pilots because people are banging on the door to get into Jersey City. We want to get to that point, but we're never going to get to the point until we demonstrate that Trenton is the hot commodity, the hot place to come and set up shop. Mm -hmm. That's right. And for those listening, Trenton is the intersection of the northeast corridor. Four mm-hmm. train lines. Don't 
lose that for those who want to develop and do business here. And again, I think pilots need to be balanced. And I agree that Jersey City is such a a vibrant town now because they allow for some of those pilots to build up to attract the developers and economics and economic development that they needed. Yeah, as well as other businesses. We're not at that point. One council person says, well, Jersey City doesn't allow pilots. Yeah, well. They did. (laughs) They did. That's how they got there. Now they don't have to. Yeah. Right. Right. And Mayor Phillip only announced this the last couple of years. But he's in a position to do that. Right. We are not. Right. And we are still going to have to offer pilots. We'll make them fair. And it's up to council to say, I don't like that pilot. And that's fine. But tell us what terms you will approve. Negotiate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Negotiate for the future and the economic development of Trenton. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that clears up a lot of yeah. information about pilots. Yeah. Now, well, well, and then you have to talk about the state's pilot. If the state paid dollar for dollar in property taxes, they would give us $45 million a year. Wow. And like that's I a said, game changer. Governor Corzine gave us $37 million. That was the closest to the okay. $45 million. That's right. And then when Chris Christie came in, it went down to $6 million. Now it's up to 27 We need to get better, get up there. Mm-hmm. We actually invited Harvard and did a study on Trenton, and it was entitled, What's the Worth of a State Capital? Is it a plus or a minus to be a state capital? Mm-hmm. And I've always said, jokingly, we should bulldoze the state house because it doesn't pay any property taxes. And we'll put in a Walmart, at least they'll pay property taxes. <laughs> and people will be employed. And Harvard came up with the conclusion that a minimum, the state has to give us $35 million in wow. direct state aid. They give us other aid, mm-hmm. but it, it goes into those programs. Sure. But we're just talking about revenue for the city. Even Harvard said we should get 35. And we did do the pitch to the Murphy administration to mm-hmm. pitch for 35. And we're up to 27. Okay. But we're getting there. Moving up. Mm-hmm. The other things that I would get is I, if I was Governor Murphy, I would announce today that we're not going to renew the lease on the Department of Education or the Office of IT that's on Riverfront. Yes. Between <laughs> Cooper Riverview mm-hmm. and Thunder Stadium. Yep. Mm-hmm. We could do a lot. Is empty office space Luxury. after 5 o'clock. Luxury apartments. Yes. Single my wife's and million dollar apartments there. I know. Mm-hmm. And then what you could do is work with the developer downtown, take down that garage on front street put in a nice little office tower and it will look like chicago you know when they mm-hmm. face the park mm-hmm. put some housing up on top mm-hmm. and allow the owner of riverview to reimagine that right mm-hmm. now he just collects a check and it's a pretty good gig mm. can go away for, 30 for him years. For he him. doesn't live here yeah, yeah something we, like that yeah we walk but, by it's uh, empty the lease is running out in a couple of years we're not resigning the lease so you guys figure out what you're going to do on the riverfront property and I will bet you dollars to donuts that they would say, well, I think we have to rebuild and build mixed use and make mm-hmm. a nice entertainment district. Maybe we'll put a hotel mm-hmm. and uh, it will bring jobs into the city. Mm-hmm. So that's another way of, of re- reimagining the capital city. Mm-hmm. And reimagining it. And we actually had that discussion a bit mm-hmm. the other night with Jossie Edwards. Mm-hmm. So it's a great discussion. And Mayor, yes, ma'am. as we look to move forward... You have the responsibility, unequivocally and without reservation, to give your director of the police department a vision for how you see Trenton and what you'd like to happen. And so Trenton is an urban city that has a lot of systemic issues Mm -hmm. that are not going to be changed overnight. Mm -hmm. However, if you are reelected, what is your vision moving forward to combat crime? 
Great question, and it should be one of the tenets of voting for a mayoral candidate. One thing with all our challenges, Director Steve Wilson was a 30-year veteran of the police force. He grew up and was raised in Trenton, so he knows the police culture. He also knows the neighborhoods. We're still 125 officers down, so we're always looking to fill the ranks. We applied for a COPS grant from the federal government that will give us money to pay for 50 new COPS. The other thing is when I took over, out of the 18 captains and lieutenants, one was of color. And now that dynamic has completely changed. 52% of the police force is of color or women. Hmm. And so we are diversifying the force. If we get more officers, we can return to where we can have cops in the neighborhood patrolling downtown. Steve Wilson is opening this RISE Center to create a a safe haven for after-school kids. He's bringing back PAL. He had a summer, and now we call it Police Activity League because... Not all kids are into athletics, athletics right. so they want to do gaming, they want to do other skills. And he also did a summer camp this summer, and it was great. We had field trips for kids, or about 30 kids that were in there. We want to expand them from now on. Fire director brought in a, a summer camp for EMS, took kids on a field trip to the World Trade Center Memorial. And we're trying to engage those kids and get them invested. And the other good reason that you have the police camp and the fire camp is the two highest paid jobs in the, in Trenton are fire and police. That's mm-hmm. right. So police we and want, fire to be want budget. We want young kids to be invested and to aspire Mm -hmm. to public safety. And what better way to expose them, not as an adversary, but as a person in their camps. Mm. I think that's great. And so to bring it in just a little bit as a possible reelection on the horizon, what's your wish list quickly? Wish list is to uh, get Roebling Block 2 redeveloped. We issued an RFP request for proposals. We had five developers that responded, Mm. and our council said, no, we're the Economic Development Authority, (laughs) and we will do that. (laughs) So we have five redevelopment proposals that are sitting on the shelf waiting to be heard by council. We think that that will bring a ton of jobs. We would like the waterfront redeveloped. Do you know the North Ward has 321 vacant houses, abandoned houses? And what we'd like to do is ultimately tear down Donnelly Homes just like we did the Page Homes, Mm -hmm. bring the, the town village concept, take down those gates, and then work on rehabbing these houses so that we could transfer a lot of the residents to home ownership mm-hmm. and affordable housing. And they could either chose to go back to the village once that's built or remain in owner-occupied home ownership. So mm-hmm. we need to do all of the above. And there's still a lot of work to be done in every area that we mentioned before. We still need to make improvements to our water company to make sure that we keep the water department. We don't want to privatize. No. It'd be very easy to sell the water department. Let's just put an ar- arbitrary figure of $100 million. Many have tried, more mm. have well, failed. We could spend like the Dickens for four years, and then what do we do? Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody will have higher water rates, and then no revenue will be coming into the city because we've privatized it. Right. So we got to keep the water in Trentonian hands. Mm-hmm. we got to continue the certification process in-house and elevate people mm-hmm. and just get more people invested in the capital city. Mm-hmm. St. Francis Hospital. Why? We've all known for years that the building has become decayed. It is owned by Trinity Healthcare, which has 90 hospitals. Last week, St. Francis had 45 inpatients. 
Trinity made a study and it would cost between 80 and 100 million to renovate the hospital. But because of modern medical science, hospital stays are less. No one from the suburbs are coming into the capital city hospitals any longer. We're competing with two suburban hospitals. You have urgent care, plenty everywhere. So the model is not hospitals. And this city can't sustain two hospitals. But what we could do is guarantee the same amount of medical services. So Trinity has agreed to tear down the hospital. Capital Health, by taking the hospital grounds, will put a urgent care emergency services there. The other kicker is Governor Murphy's wife, Tammy Murphy, wants to open up a maternal care center. What we're putting is the pitch, put it on the footprint of St. Francis so you'll have emergent services plus maternal health care. You'll have more medical services there than before. So I look at it as an opportunity. Council in the meantime wants to hire an attorney, the council leadership. I don't know who they're going to sue. Trinity says we're walking away. Trinity Private or public? Is a private healthcare system. So they can do whatever they want. Exactly. Okay. And then the other thing is that what all that does is block Capital Health from taking over Mm -hmm. the grounds of St. Francis because you're going to stop the sale of St. Francis to Capital Health. So Capital Health is going to walk away. Trinity said they're walking away no matter what, if we find a suitor or not, because we're going to tear down the hospital for the city of Trenton and give them the land. Cooper Hospital has looked at St. Francis. You could Google that. They said they were going to spend $2 billion on their system. Now they're going to spend $2 billion somewhere else. But they decided that it wasn't profitable for them. Robert Wood Johnson was looking at St. Francis. The other thing that we have two golden tickets in the capital city, they're called certificate of needs. St. Francis has a expertise and a certificate to do cardiac care. That's a golden ticket. Robert Wood Johnson wanted that golden ticket and some grassy knoll people would say not to stay in Trenton, but to put it in Robert Wood Johnson Hamilton, for instance. Capital Health has a certificate of need of trauma care. So there's no other area hospitals that do cardiac care or trauma care. If Capital Health buys St. Francis, that cardiac care certificate, that golden ticket stays in the capital city. Wow. If you stop Capital Health from buying St. Francis, that certificate of need for cardiac care goes back to the state or goes to another hospital that purchases it. Mm. So beware of politicians that say there's an easy fix. Everybody has an affinity for St. Francis. I'm Catholic. I like to see the statuary when I go there. And I've been to both hospitals for different needs. And not by choice. <laughs> but, um, well, there is a mental health unit there yes. at the other hospital. Yes. Are you is saying that, that because he is there? <laughs> <laughs> my she my therapist that time. Uh, prevents me from listening to any more council meetings. <laughs> um, but I think that we really need to seize the opportunity to get the best possible medical outcome for the citizens of Trenton. Mm-hmm. So even if the hospital is replaced, you're still going to have that same economic model for hospital care these days. And so a brand new hospital is still going to be a failure in that spot. Mm -hmm. So I say keep the same services there and seize it as an opportunity to actually improve healthcare outcomes. And this is why it's so Mm -hmm. important to dispel some of the misinformation that's out there. Right. So you're saying we get to keep the medical certificate of need for cardiac. Yes. If, if Capital sold, Health to Helene Fold. So it goes mm-hmm. to Capital Health. Well, Capital Health wouldn't push that to Hopewell, would they? No, because the dirty secret is the certificate of need says Trenton. Ah. Oh, Trenton's good. certificate of need. So cool. it has to stay in the capital city. <laughs> ah. 
So why don't people know that? Well, we try to talk about it, and there's Mm -hmm. too much misinformation out there. But be wary of a politician telling you there's an easy fix. There is no easy fix. There is no easy fix. But the fact that the city would maintain the cardiac certificate of need, and it has to stay in Trenton because Mm -hmm. that's what it says. But if it's not sold, that certificate of need could go someplace else. Yes. So Capital Health, Helene Fold, wants to acquire St. Francis utilize their certificate of need, which they can, because guess what? Aline Fold is in Trenton as well. Right. So it can stay in Trenton. Mm-hmm. If Capital Health doesn't buy it, then the certificate of need goes to the state, and the state then can give it can to another. Can dispense it wherever dispense they choose. Dispense it wherever they choose. Wow. Wow. So Trentonian mm-hmm. Podcastia, mm-hmm. are you listening? Yes. Can you hear it now? These are facts. Mm-hmm. Not emotions. And of course, I'd rather St. Francis stay. What are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. But it's a private entity. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. We can't prevent it from leaving. Once they leave and we have not made some type of agreement to Mm -hmm. maintain the services that we so desperately need, Mm -hmm. I think we've lost sight of what we're trying to do. The only thing that the Department of Health can do is approve the sale. They cannot prevent Trinity from walking away. Right. And worst comes to worst, Trinity could declare bankruptcy. Mm. They've lost over $100 million over the last three years, keeping their doors open, and they estimate it costs between 80 and $100 million to renovate the hospital and yeah. bring so, it up to modern medical standards. Right. So people are saying this was a secret and nobody knew. Mm. And how come we didn't know? And why didn't we have more public hearings? In the background, they were trying to do the sale over the last couple of years to Cooper and then to Robert and that Johnson was public information. and then to Helene Fold. So first of all, Helene Fold, is, this is not some hostile takeover, but they were doing business decisions. Should they have done it more public? Probably. But, but they didn't have to decision. do it publicly because no, it's a private company. Yes, okay, because gotcha. they were finding a suitor. Okay. Well, those suitors all failed except Helene Fold right. has said, we'll take it over. Mm-hmm. And they're actually doing a service for Trenton when... It's unfortunate that a couple of council members are painting Helene Fold as the bad guys. Mm -hmm. When they're actually doing us a favor that they will keep cardiac care in the city of Trenton, Mm -hmm. assume a emergency care at the footprint of of St. Francis. And then, like I said, if we can get maternal health care to to site there, Mm -hmm. we'll have more medical services there than before. Clear out what you mean mm -hmm. by... the footprint of St. Francis. Part of the agreement is that Trinity will take down the hospital. They need to. Even if Trinity stays here, they need to take the hospital down and rebuild. Mm-hmm. They need a modern medical facility there. Right. So emergency care will remain there on the footprint of the property. And we hope we can attract the governor's wife's maternal health care there. And as you know, maternal health care is long gone left the city of Trenton. And there's and a great need. This is a way we can bring it back. Mm. And the cardiac stays here with the certificate of need. Yes. Wrap it up. Why should I vote for you? I'm a known entity. You've seen me out in the neighborhoods. I'm a people person, and I listen to people's problems, and I really enjoy solving people's problems. We were in Franklin Park yesterday, and somebody said, hey, there's no keep your dog on a leash signs. So now we're going to put them on there. So I think it's important to be responsive to Mm -hmm. people's needs, and I think I don't want to make light of that most important thing in the city is a leash law, but is addressing water, Mm -hmm. is addressing crime, and taking ownership of it. The buck does stop here. 
And I don't think that we should give people false promises. And I do own the ups and downs of this administration, but I think that I'm a known entity and this will be what the next four years is like with a cooperative council. So I think mm. we could do that much more. Your biggest regret? Maybe getting that therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like uh, to not thank banking all my money on the Mets this year. That's probably <laughs> oh. Mayor, thank you. Yes, thank you. I mean, you hit on some of the very key issues about what you want to do, what you'd like to do, what you've done, what some of your hiccups have been relative to this past term. And if reelected, you do have a plan. I'd like to ask you to do a better plan of marketing. Oh, yeah. Right. Because there's a lot of programs people don't know about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you ever hear people say there's nothing to do in the city? That's not true. Not, That's true. not true. Did you join the water walkers at Hetzel Pool this, this summer? No, I did not. I was that invited. Was, that was a great experience. We have a church group that has taken over the pools from 8.30 in the morning to 10.30 mm -hmm. in the morning. Start out with prayer, and then they oh, do it. water exercises, mm -hmm. and then walk across the pool and back and start all over again. And oh, it's a like lot that. of fun. That's the great ladies exercise, have a great time. Frank. Yeah, it is. Everybody's we, not I've into said, high sounds, intensity. That sounds cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I don't know if you visited Hetzel Pool, but it's a world-class pool, mm -hmm. public pool, that... Uh, we're really proud of that was the secret garden before i came in and we brought it back to life and we're gonna next one we're gonna do the mlk pool i'll bring some water slides and stuff i go to cooper pool and it's beautiful yes beautiful. cooper is great yes beautiful so we mm. maintain our pools we hired 50 lifeguards this and summer the staff the high school did. is wonderful yeah such a wonderful yeah. great group of people i had yeah. nothing but praises we're the only town that didn't have a lifeguard shortage because our high school trained 50 kids as wow. lifeguards this last year that's great. And okay. you had the canoeing on the... Uh, yeah, that canoeing, was so yeah. cool. And we roller skating that. on uh, roller skating, the, the pavilion. Yes, I wish I could roller skate. <laughs> we so need much. better partnerships, though. Yeah, and um, depending on... And Passage Theater got a, a new HVAC and roof. So oh, awesome. You can watch mm -hmm. a play without leaking rain on top yep. of you. Mm-hmm. I gotta jump in, guys. Okay, we could go I gotta, on. Please. I got Sorry. three things. You have something you want to close with? No, no, no. I'm good. You good? I just want better partnerships moving forward. Yes, agreed. Guilty. Better partnerships Guilty. and market the city for the great place it is. Absolutely. Yeah, and I because think it is whole, a great place. It is the whole thing with the Rise Center. Twenty-four new Trenton Waterworks hires. Two hundred sixty new youth hires. Fifty new lifeguards. Right. Mm -hmm. Fifty new lifeguards. You Did you know that? Sixty-eight new cops. Fifty you know more that? to come. I didn't know. I just don't do now. Fifteen new, new basketball courts. Opening, five right? new schools. New restaurants. Out of control. Crazy. Bourbon night at the lobby club. Yeah. I had bourbon night. It can't yes. be bourbon night. <laughs> and I wasn't invited. You were. You were invited. No, How Chris, dare you? Up for him. How dare you? <laughs> Frankie, Christina, yes. uh, <laughs> started court there. Yeah, we started court. <laughs> That's right. Hell May court. I want to let you know that when you get reelected, yes, the invitation is open here. If you want to do like once a month or once every other month, you come in with one of your directors. Oh, that'd be great. Right, and you yeah. do you do a show just you and the director, mm -hmm. and you keep people up to date. Yeah. Anytime you need to. Maybe you need to get some information out there, or you it's just want important, to, again keep the people so hearing people what's actually know. happening, and not what you know a million people are saying. Right. You're always welcome. Just give well, us a call. So. Everybody You're everybody always with thirty-eight thousand listeners. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah, yes. and it's growing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, that does a, it for yet another younger-looking character. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to hook you up. Wait, if he gets a new one, I get a new one. You're not getting, listen, you're looking at you sitting there for crying out loud. I think that 
Annette should get a new one. I think so too. <laughs> she doesn't listen. What are you, her uh, PR person? Thank you, I Christine. Am, I am. Dave's here for the mayor. We got to sit together. All right, I'm gonna put it on our next uh, flyer. This is I meant to show in summer. Oh, what is that? The summer. Oh, we, we have one. We have one. Yeah, yeah, we have one. Yes. All right, so that does it for yet another candidate edition of Trenton Waves. In the great words of Mr. Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until, until they, they get punched, punched in the face. Sasso's out. You've been listening to the Trenton Waves podcast. Visit us online at trentonwaves.com.